We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. I mean, they've got to be messing with this at this point, right? I, I think so. <laughs> it's crazy. So, uh, back to Trash Talk. I'm your host, Mike Geary, a.k.a. Blind Mike. With me, as always, my producer and seeing eye man, Dan Watkins. How are you, Dan? I'm doing excellent. It's it's a sick joke at this point, really. We started this show first week of February, right? February 3rd, I think, was the first episode, something it's, like it's, that? It's, I guess since the February is that short month. It's been a month. <laughs> <laughs> so, the premise of this show, if you don't know, is uh, media gossip, but everything outside of WEEI. We're ignoring what happens at WEEI, because, you know, Minahan and the boys in the morning pretty much have that covered. So we look at everything else. So this is, what, week five? And I think every single week now... Something. There's been crazy headlines. Something just happens where it's like, we can't... So this, we can't... T- what the fuck is going on here? Every single week, and it's always something new, and it's always someone different. It's which a is test crazy. of strength. It really is. It really... Uh, shows off my skills as a broadcaster that I can still bring you about a half hour of uh, entertainment. Last week's episode was a little shorter than usual, which I apologize for. I remember saying some other stuff, but uh, maybe maybe my memory's fuzzy. But I thought Smitty was very good. Smitty was good. He was awesome. Smitty was very good, and I appreciate him coming on again. And uh, we'll do that in the future, where guys, like I said last week, if it's guys, certain guys for EEI or certain guys for Barstool, if they're in the news, uh, I'll talk to them. But uh, other than that, I mean, who am I going to get for guests? You know, I don't want to just I don't want just anyone. I don't want boring people on here. Uh, so we'll see as far as guests go. But in another week, back to the uh, the original formula of trash talk, just uh, talking about things where we don't quite understand. And uh, so the stuff happening here with WEI, you know, we don't talk about EEI stuff. But what I do want to talk about is uh, possible replacements, not just for that show. For the Dale and Holly, or formerly Dale and Holly show, Michael Holly leaving, obviously, but really just in general, who in this market could be a daytime host of a show, have their name on a show, and uh, have it be good? Because aside from uh, the afternoon show, there's also always talk of, could a third station work in Boston? Uh, I've heard... Uh, tell from uh, inside sources that NBC Sports, or formerly Comcast, owns a frequency in Boston that they've done nothing with, and the logical move would be people think that they may start a sports station. The Tangway Network. The, the Gary Tangway Network. It'd be sad to see him go from here, but uh, I'd like to see Tangway have to fill four hours a day. That'd be fun. Um, another th- another rumor that's always out there is... Uh, with, with John Henry buying the Globe and owning Nesson, uh, does he go for a radio station? Does he create, uh, you know, the Globe Radio or no, whatever no, it would it be? It would be the Let's Go Red yeah. Sox. Rally no. Red Sox, where it would be Tom Karen and Steve Lyons and... and Psycho? Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, if, if he's back, right? He's back on Nesson. Yeah. So, yeah. guys like that. He's been doing all the spring training games. <laughs> thank, so thank God. I haven't missed a pitch. How could I forget Steve Lyons is on there? Um so, you know, there's a lot of talk. Uh, Boston's got plenty of room for a third station. And I think what gets overlooked is uh, that's 100% true. I think the audience is there for there to be a third station. Look at the ratings. Top two 
every book, essentially. Morning show, midday show, afternoon show, all sports talk radio. And then big drop-offs. <laughs> yeah, and then big drop So I think the, the, the thirst for more sports programming is there. The question, in my eyes, and I think the answer is no, is is there enough talent in this market uh, to warrant a third radio station? Uh, and when I look at guys, I'm trying to fill. I'm trying to fill one seat in my mind here. So I'm looking at guys again outside of WEI because I think there's a couple uh, front runners uh, for the afternoon show. But if you look at guys outside of here, who is capable of of you know providing enough content for a four hour show five days a week? I would say if you look at the other station, the two guys that don't have their own show now uh, that absolutely deserve it. Jim Murray, 100%. Jim Murray's, in my opinion, the most talented guy in the market that doesn't have his own show. Uh, yeah, I'm a big Murray fan myself. I think he would be very good with the right uh, uh, supporting cast. Yeah. I think he'd be a lot better on a Kirk and Callahan type show. Uh, here's, here's the flaw with Murray, and I can't even really call it a flaw, because, again, it's not his show, so he doesn't have say over things. But I think he slips into the... Uh, you know, Sporty McKenzie. And a couple times, like when Felger got in trouble for the Halliday stuff, uh, there's a couple times where those guys catch shit and Murray, instead of being the pot stirrer, falls back into, uh, I got your back, guys. And again, I understand. It's not his show. I'm guessing from his perspective, he doesn't want to catch the, sh- the wrath of Felger uh, for, for calling him out on some of the Roy Halliday stuff. You know, uh, Maz was very apologetic and sorry he didn't rein him in. So Murray didn't go that far, which I which I appreciated. But no, Murray. I think Murray's very good. Um, you know, I think he's a f- very funny guy. I think judging by his Twitter and uh, similar interests that I know he and I have, I think he'd be very good talking about things outside of sports. Uh, Murray most ta- honestly deserves his own show, but if not. That's not Saturdays, eleven to noon. <laughs> yes, yeah, he's better. He's so much better than the weekend. If you look at other weekend programming, especially on that station, weekend programming on that station is pretty rough. And uh, Murray is leaps and bounds ahead of everyone there. In fact, I'd say he's better than everyone. Wow, yeah, everyone on that station. <laughs> I think Murray's the most talented guy at ninety-eight five, hands down. Um, I think Felger's probably. Uh, I'll give Felger his credit. Felger's certainly got a talent. He's very good at what he does. He's a, he's a good broadcaster. He knows what he's doing. You know, Maz is a lapdog that that's there along for the ride. But I think Murray is the most underutilized guy at either station. I would say, uh, and the second guy over there that I think is is good that would fit, especially something like the afternoon show here. I think he would probably be the best fit of anyone over there. Is uh, Hardy who does middays with Beetle and Zo? I mean, he's got enough responsibility waking up Zolak every few minutes. Jesus Christ. Don't... Zolak unfollowed me on Twitter, by the way. Did I tell you that? Did he? What a baby. I don't even know what about. <laughs> he's Apparently, something I said uh, hurt old Scott's feelings. I guess I guess it was when I asked, um, when my, my mother was in the uh, Las Vegas shooting, and I asked Zolak to retweet something about it. We were trying to uh, help her with something. And he ignored me. I guess he must have followed me right after that. Good guy, that Zolak. Nice guy. You know, he, he has no problem uh, mocking people when they're the blind guy at Barstool, but when they ask for actual help, he un- unfollow. That's the that's the kind of guy Zolak is, I guess. But yeah, Hardy in the middays is, uh, I think he's also kind of in the same boat as Murray. He's a funny guy. 
Uh, he seems like the type that could go outside of sports if that show wanted to. Um, I don't know if Hardy could carry his own show the way that Jim Murray could. Well, he does have the golf show. You know what? I take it back. I'm glad you corrected me. Yep. I'm sorry. That might be I, canned, actually. I forgot but... about the golf show. <laughs> At one point, I remember having to work the golf expo, and there was a big sign saying the 98.5 golf show with Rob Hardy Pool. Okay. So. Well, I take it. I take it all back. I didn't realize he was hosting the illustrious golf show at eight in the morning. I, I, I think it's actually six a.m. Six a.m. Saturdays. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that's a prime time slot. Hey, I mean, you know, morning show here starts at six. So I mean, <laughs> Saturdays. That's people waking up early for. Uh, you gotta have something. There's yeah. two days that uh, you know. <laughs> yeah, you got plenty of hours to fill. So Hardy, I think, is good. Um, when I like when I I was on with them once, and uh, Beetle was out, so it was Hardy and Zolak, and. Uh, Hardy, right away, had never met me before. I mean, very good spirits. It wasn't abusing me or anything. Right to make it fun of me, busting my balls. And it was very funny. We, I thought he and I had a kind of a good back and forth. You actually laughed. I laughed, yeah. Really? Uh, oh, yeah. You didn't get offended? Me. You, know, you know me, Dan. I'm always very offended. And was, <laughs> I'm very it, sounds, sen- it sounds very unlike you. I'm, I'm, very sen- I'm very sensitive, but uh, Hardy managed to walk that line. And uh, uh, I think Hardy's good. And again, he also carries that thing that Murray does where he's able pro- to produce stuff. That's one thing. I, I, I don't uh, uh, get on WEI or anyone else for getting away from this because a lot of it's very hacky in radio. There's a lot of now uh, everywhere, and particularly like morning zoo type shows. There's a lot of song parodies and fake phone calls and stuff like that. Where first of all, a lot of it's fa- the the phone calls are all fake now because you can't do that under FCC law. Um, and the song parodies are usually there's no reason for them, so they're just not funny, or they can't use you know certain language or whatever. So it it, it ends up not being funny. Uh, I think Murray and Hardy are able to do shit with production uh, that is is funny uh, and good quality. So they could add that sort of element to a show also if they wanted to. I think those are the two guys at, at, at across the street that uh, that do a very good job and are sort of underutilized in that way. But if you look beyond that, I can't think of anyone at either newspaper or... Uh, any any of the blogs or anything that would w- be good on the radio for four hours a day. I can't think of anyone. If you even if you look at the edgy guys like Shaughnessy or Borges, they're bores on the air. So, I guess what I'm saying is, guys, see this hat on my head here, Dan. I'm tossing yes. it into the ring. Oh, if they need someone, which I mean, hey, who's uh, who's more polarizing than Blind Mike? You know. Uh, I so can't think of it. My my hat is I mean, now. You get me. I mean, you get me riled up all the time. So. Yes, that's right. So, uh, blind Mike's hat is in the ring, just like rough and rowdy. Now, if you need uh, an on it, throwing it out there uh, and everything, huh? Uh, just, so, uh, just doesn't matter. If you need me for anything, if you need me to officiate your wedding, uh, are you ordained? Anything I can be. All right, it's online. Takes five minutes. Uh, so anything you need me for in this world, I'll do. That's what I've been reduced to. Um, but no, in all reality, there's there's no one in the market that I can think of. And, and you look at uh, guys like you know Tangway. The the problem with them is they are entertaining, but it's like for how uh, Tommy Kern's a good example. That's another one I wanted to bring. I think Tommy Kern could be good, and I think he was in the running when Jerry Thornton joined the afternoons. I think it was like, or maybe when Keith was. I forget. But one of the names that was thrown out there a lot was Tom E. Kern, and uh, he's a guy where it's like, yeah, if he can do it. 
four hours a day, five days a week, I think he'd be very good at it. Or, or I think he'd be good at it. Let's not go too far. <laughs> I think he'd be good at it. He's a funny guy. He's insightful. Uh, he seems to know about all, all the sports. But, you know, even he has said, when I've heard him talk about it, I don't know if I'd want to do it five days a week for that long. And it's like you, you have to want to do it or you're just going to burn out real quick. So not a lot of talent here in Boston. And what I'm saying is if you need someone, I'm here. That's all I'm saying. And, uh, you know, fans of trash talk, the uh, the trash people, make, make sure you throw that on social media. Blind Mike is the best replacement for anyone, any show, anywhere. It's uh, Blind Mike. And then, uh, so some other stuff, some real stuff to get to. Not just speculation. Some real stuff that happened. There were uh, a lot of apologies this week around the world in radio. Uh, and it starts with, Ian Rappaport had a weird week. Speaking of NFL insiders like Tommy Curran. <laughs> well, Tommy Curran and Ian Rappaport couldn't have had more different takes on the Rob Gronkowski thing. But uh, Rappaport's week started very weird, where he was breaking breaking some news. Uh, he was getting some, uh, some in- inside info on the phone, but uh, he was also on the radio. So he had to you know, do two things at once. He was on with Chad Dukes, who I believe is out of Washington, right? I, I honestly, I think so. That's I mean, so. I think this guy. I've heard of Chad Dukes before. I think he's of. I don't know if this show still exists. I think he might do two shows. He's formerly, or maybe still currently, of the uh, Big O and Dukes show. I don't know. All I, I, saw, I, I looked at his Twitter handle, all that kind of stuff. His Twitter page, tried to find some information. All I could see was a bunch of like podcasts listed. So, so listed. I think I think what Big O and Dukes is or was was like a Toucher and Rip, Rich type show. Where it's like they're on a rock station and they're kind of edgy guys and they'll talk about that and that type. Well, and I use edgy in quotes, but uh, they'll you know they'll talk about sports and stuff. But then I think he also does. I think what this show that he had Rappaport on was uh, strictly sports talk type show. Yeah. So he has Rappaport on, and Rappaport's behavior was questionable at best. <laughs> Let's hear what uh, Ian Rappaport had to had to say to Chad Dukes. Ian Rappaport is my guest on Chad Duke's First World NFL Network, of course. Chad Duke's here. I'm, I'm sorry. I need to take this phone call. I apologize. <laughs> that is the last time we have that son of a bitch on this show. I <laughs> oh. swear to God. What a piece of garbage that guy is. <laughs> That's twice he's done that. So, for, I like Chad Duke's right away. Because uh, uh, there's a lot of shows across the country, uh, both locally and nationally everywhere. That would that something like that would happen, and if you have a big name guy like Rappaport on, they go, "Oh well, Ian, uh, you're busy reporting. Let's make sure. Let's hope we maybe we got disconnected. Hope he gets back on the line." I mean, Mike, I completely agree though with Dukes here because this isn't the first time in that day that this happened. That's what I'm saying. I like Chad Dukes. I yeah. like I, he's got some balls to him. He's got yeah. some edge to him. Uh, now, if I have to criticize Chad Dukes, I would say, is he putting on a little bit of a fake voice there? I, I think a little bit. Chad Dukes here. Ian Rappaport joining us. How's it going? I could talk like that too. I guess it would sound better. Maybe I don't please, know. Please don't. Should I start? <laughs> no. Um, Mike Gary here. So, anyways, what does uh, Ian Rappaport have to say? Uh, <laughs> no, I like Chad Duke's uh, response there because he was like, you know what? Enough of this bullshit. I'm sure his program director makes him have Rappaport on or something. There's something where he obviously didn't want Rappaport on. Kind of, they twisted his arm into doing it. Well, I think at that point, because we're going to play this clip here in a second. Yeah. Um, they tried to do a pre-recorded segment with him earlier, and yeah. the same- he mentions that. So he says the second time. Yeah. So the same thing happened, and here it is. This is what he was referring to. He goes it's back and talks to about judge what he would be with uh, 
Hold on one second. Keep waiting for something else. Keep waiting for something else because nothing else happens. How long were you sitting there, Landfill, when you could have been doing something for the show? Like three and a half, four minutes. And then what happened? He came back, right, and apologized? Nope. No, there was just silence. Phone went dead. He calls his producer Landfill. That's a little. Here's here's the radio that we're having here. Oh, and by the way, the scary uh, news that he had the break was like a safety got released by the Carolina Panthers. That is groundbreaking stuff. Kirk Coleman. Yep. I like to make sure uh, I, my Panthers backfield info. I'm, I have notifications when that comes up on Twitter. I always say I need I need Panthers defensive backfield information. So uh, so, so Chad Duke's there. Uh, obviously, he's talking about it later. So when they start talking over the hangup, it's just that that was pre-recorded and he's yeah. going back and talking about it. Uh, so I would say again, if I have to criticize Chad Dukes, I like him for the most part. But as you pointed out, uh, Landfill is his producer's name. Yeah, that just seems like rate. I'm guessing he's the uh, the stunt boy. They have him go out in the Must field be. and do wacky things. Unless his name's actually like John Landfill. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, John Landfill reporting live from DC. So, Chad, but other than that, I, I really like Chad Dukes. I like that he's going back after Rappaport. Because like I said, a lot of guys, you know, would be very phony if their if their PD tells them to have Rappaport on there. Oh, well, I hope we didn't get this. But, so he says there are three and a half, four minutes of Rappaport hanging up on them. Now, that may seem to you, if it's like, if your buddy says like, hey, I'm th- three and a half, four minutes away. You're like, oh, he's right outside. He's right here. But three and a half, four minutes on the phone, on air. especially in radio, <laughs> yeah. is a lifetime. That's an an eternity. And if I stopped talking for three and a half, four minutes right now, I wouldn't have a podcast anymore. They'd be like, "What the? F- what are you? What are you doing? You can't do that. You can't just not talk." Yeah. For for a third of the time you're on. That clip was forty seconds, and it felt like five minutes. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I was waiting for them to be. I was like, "All right, let me talk now." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, when like Dan will say to me, like, "Yeah, this clip's a minute and a half," and I'm like, "Ah, we can't even. That's too long," because we've only got a half hour here. So it's like you know. That, three three and a half four minutes is a lifetime on radio, and that, what a tremendous dick move. But so to Rappaport's credit, if I don't know if this was him that actually went on his own to do this, or if someone told him to. But uh, anyways, he calls in the next day to apologize. Ian, how you doing, bud? Uh, I'm okay, man. How are you? Oh, I'm excellent. Uh, appreciate the call. <laughs> I don't think he's early bushy tailed at the beginning of the show. What can I do for you? Uh, well. Um... I just wanted to uh, apologize for yesterday for for dropping you uh, and for hanging up. Twice. Uh, Twice. I know you got a job to do. Twice. Uh, I appreciate that. I like talk radio a lot. I listen to it. I grew up listening to it. Uh, it's why I make sure to to really try to do as many of these things as I can. Okay. It's good for me. I get to kind of touch a lot of different fan bases and. Uh, yeah, talk yeah, a lot yeah, of different things that I like to talk about. Uh, I I'm know it's good for you guys. Really yes. sorry. Um, you and, uh, you know, it's unfortunate I'm when so that sorry. happens. Uh, I know it's, it's not something you it's want. It's not unfortunate you hung up on uh, the guy. It's certainly not something I want. Um, and uh, I wanted to apologize uh, for doing that. What, did you sleep with his wife, Rappaport? Jesus. So Come, Relax. Do you, do you think that Dukes would accept that apology? Uh, you know what? I would think uh, your typical radio guy would. Your typical one market guy who's got Ian Rappaport on, I would think he would take that apology. But then when I listen to Chad Dukes and I hear him going, twice. Twice. You you hung up twice. Don't just say one. You hung up twice. When I hear him peppering those shots in, I say, I think my guy Chad Dukes is going to come through here. Let's uh, let's find out. What's his response? 
Uh, brother, I appreciate the call, first of all, but okay. um, I need you to acknowledge you did it twice to me in one day. That's why I was so angry. I don't know, if you, I don't know if you heard me. just would have done it once. Uh, whatever. It's never happened to me in 14 years of doing radio, but cool. You got to break news. It was the fact <laughs> that you did it twice. I tried to tape an interview with you earlier, and then you did it live in prime time. That You understand that that's why there was such an issue. Oh, of course. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it, it's bad luck. It, I mean... Good luck because I ended up having two news items to contribute. Uh, one was stories. the Kurt Coleman release, and the other was oh, well, excuse me. Uh, an important piece of the Jerry Jones, Roger Goodell fine. Um, but, you know, it's yeah, unfortunate, yeah, yeah. and it's really honestly just bad luck. The first time I put you guys down because I wanted to make sure to tweet without a typo, I picked you up and you Get were gone. Get a hold of yourself, Rappaport. Because I think I left you probably longer than you anticipated. Five, yeah, five minutes. Um <laughs> Yeah, way longer. <laughs> I'm all in. I'm all in on Chad Dukes. So, uh, Rappaport, that was, I mean, he kind of, I guess, kind of accepted it. Well, first of all, Rappaport, what are you doing? You didn't, like I said, you didn't sleep with the guy's wife. Relax with Twitter him. was very it's, bad. It's very, like. it's very unfortunate, Chad, and I am immensely sorry. And it will never, I assure you, it will never happen again. Twitter was very rough for old Ian on uh, Monday and oh, Tuesday. Oh, was it? Yeah, Twitter was, pre- Twitter was pretty rough. A lot of people were bashing him. I mean, Dukes was basically telling his followers to uh, go and bash Ian Rappaport on Twitter. As he should have. So, And, and uh, Chad Dukes, good job not giving in and saying, hey, you apologize. He said, no, 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 I needed you to understand. You came on my show, you gave me five minutes of dead air, and then you did it again live on the air. So, I don't care if you're breaking a Kurt Coleman story. Who gives a shit? So this brings us to my favorite part of okay. this entire interview. Rappaport asks Chad if there's anything he would like to apologize for. <laughs> do, you, um, do you have anything to say about what you said yesterday as well? Trying to like find what? his balls. Like what do you want me to apologize for? Well, like what? <laughs> some, I read some of the stuff on the awful announcing. That was... Well, some I, pretty tough stuff, man. Awful yeah, I said all of it, though. Angry. But I said all of it into the microphone. You know what I mean? I said all of it in the context of the show. I ain't uh, no that bitch. That was said after, dicks. you know, everything that took place. So that's just in reaction to um, an unprofessional series of events. So, you know, everything's fine, but I can't apologize for the way that I handle conflict on this particular forum. It's the way that I've always done it. Now, I say the water's under the bridge, and I'm I'm sorry if that stuff was... Something you weren't accustomed to, but I don't. I don't really feel like I have anything to apologize for. If that's what you're looking for, let's hear Ian's response. Uh, no, I'm, I'm good. I was just kidding. <laughs> what a pussy! Okay. Um, <laughs> what a pussy! Well, good. Um, well, I'm glad we. Um, glad we talked about yes, this. Yes, I am too. Thank you so much. I appreciate it, buddy. Ian, what are you doing? <laughs> I, I heard an "I'm sorry" in there from Chad Duke. Ian, now, <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry if it bugged you, but I'm not sorry. Uh, Ian got bitched out by this guy saying, "Hey." apologize to me and then ian finally reaches down in between his legs and finds albeit tiny but he finds himself a pair of nuts and he says all right now this guy gave me a lot of shit i had to hear from his fans on twitter i'm gonna come back at this guy and say don't you he said it in the weakest voice too do you do you have anything to say to me chad is there anything you'd like to say chad says no i don't (laughs) sorry if it bugged you but uh you you were annoying but you I, were being an asshole. But I, I read I read mean things on awful announcing. <laughs> yeah, so what? <laughs> now get back here and give me some coffee, Ian. And you tell I'm me parched. When, and you and you tell me when the Cincinnati Bengals third string left tackle gets cut. Yeah. <laughs> I want to be the first one. I want that <laughs> scoop. So Ian, Ian had a rough day 
on uh, Twitter overall because people were giving him shit for the Gronk thing too. Um, so Tommy Kern, like I said, uh, reported that uh, Gronk may be out of here. He may be leaning WWE. Uh, he wasn't happy here last year, blah, blah, blah. And uh, Tommy Kern's a guy who's usually defends the team. Like when outrageous shit comes out about the right, Patriots, yeah. he was the first guy I saw before Nick from Boston revealed himself. Tommy Kern was the first guy I saw that was like, I'm not seeing anything about this Brady contract stuff with Garoppolo. I'm not seeing anything about it. I think it's a little off base. Kern's usually the first guy to kind of defend the Patriots correctly. So when he comes out against them, I usually say there's some merit there. Ian said, uh, I won't I won't play it again because it's been played a million times, but Ian said, I think uh, I think Gronk's going to be back. Because, uh, you know, Ian's tied in with Barstool. He wants love from the Patriots fans. I think Gronk's going to be back, fellas. Don't, don't worry. And then uh, Gronk, in my opinion, tweeted clueless. That hashtag clueless tweet, I think, was referring to Rappaport. Saying Rappaport's got no fucking idea what he's talking about. At the same time, though, I think Gronk's trolling everybody at this point. It seems like that now. It, it's, it's gone It's, it's gone so far the other way where it's, it, it seems like a WWE, oddly enough, it seems like a WWE work. Yeah, where it's like I might leave, guys. I might be out, out of here. Twitter. Let's test this out on Twitter before we actually take it to the uh, to yeah. the ring. But uh, yeah, I don't want to get too deep into that. But I was just pointing out that Rappaport had a rough week, and boy, did Chad Duke. You know what? I I take back any criticism I had of Chad Dukes. Now that I've heard a couple clips of him, I don't think that's a fake radio voice. I'm sure John Landfill is that man's real name, <laughs> and he's not a hack at all. And I love Chad Dukes. If I move to Washington, that's my guy. I'm listening to him. Sounds good. So. So there were some other apologies in the uh, in the world this week. Yeah, uh, speaking of rough weeks, I guess uh, ESPN, yeah. <laughs> as has been the theme of of our show, besides you know the other media gossip, but yeah. uh, ESPN seems to always be in the headlines. And uh, over the weekend, Mike, I don't know if you noticed, but March Madness has already begun, mm-hmm. and I'm not talking about the basketball on the court. Ah. I'm talking about off the court. See what I did there? I, I like it. How long did you plan that one? I, 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 you know, <laughs> it's been a while. I spent I stayed up all night. <laughs> yeah, writing. Uh, so. What happened here? So, Mark Slaboff from ESPN uh, comes out with this report about the FBI investigation into college basketball over the uh, over the course of the last couple of years. They've been investigating and all that, and they found out that Sean Miller, the coach of uh, Arizona, has been uh, possibly paying some of his players to p- to play for him. So I'm just going to read. Who you the- doesn't these days? Yeah. I say. I'm just going to re- read you the first two paragraphs from Slaboff's. Uh, piece here. FBI wiretaps intercepted telephone conversations between Arizona coach Sean Miller and Christian Dawkins, a key figure in the FBI's investigation into college basketball corruption, in which Miller discussed paying $100,000 to ensure star freshman DeAndre Ayton signed with the Wildcats, sources familiar with the government's evidence told ESPN. According to people with knowledge of the FBI investigation, Miller and Dawkins, a runner working for the ASM sports agent Andy Miller, uh, had multiple conversations with, about Aiton. When Dawkins asked if Sean Miller, uh, if he should work with assistant coach Emmanuel Book Richardson to finalize their agreement, Miller told Dawkins that he should deal with him directly when it came to money, the sources said. So that sets up, there's a lot of reason to believe Sean Miller will be fired from Arizona. Big deal. We don't talk about that shit on this show. Who cares? But Good riddance, Sean Miller. But <laughs> there was... Uh, uh, one college basketball announcer who got a little excited about the prospect of him maybe getting fired and blurted this out. We have breaking news from Arizona. Sean Miller has been relieved of his duties at the University of Arizona. Wow. It almost renders you breathless, huh? Breathless. Breathless. 
You know, I would say, not even breath, I would say, hey, we all saw that coming, right? We all knew. Me and my uh, big college basketball buddies, we all knew Sean Miller was out. Except, uh, apparently he isn't. No, he was just suspended. (laughs) He got (laughs) suspended. He has not been near the team over the past week now. This was Saturday that this all happened. Yeah. uh, But yeah, so suspended, not allowed to talk to his team, not at practice, not at the games or anything like that. But he's still employed by the university. He is not fired. They're expecting to reinstate him, I believe, at some point here coming up. So, uh, naturally, uh, the ESPN announcers here, I don't have their names, but they, they found out that... Uh, I found They're out, just dummies. Yeah, you're, you're, <laughs> yeah, I think that was like a Pac-12 game at noon on a Saturday. Yeah. So that's... Yeah. I'd, but anyways, um, they found out that uh, that's not the case. So uh, here's what happened later on in the broadcast. And we had an inadvertent report that we apologized for saying that Sean Miller had been fired. That was an inadvertent report from the press row here at Oregon State uh, earlier tonight. So Blame the we kids. regret that information like that passed phrase. along. But today, here are the facts. It's the one time in my life I'm thankful I'm not an air traffic controller. Yeah. <laughs> Put things in perspective. Uh, Sean- like Jane, Jane's dad from Breaking Bad. Yeah. <laughs> but in a 747 down over New Mexico. I'm thankful that man's not an airport controller either. <laughs> uh, that, that's just funny. And it's funny. I, lo- I love the phrasing. Now, uh, as, I, as I think we, any, any, any uh, follower of mine knows, I'm not one for the uh, fake apologies. But when apologies are warranted, because you're just being a dummy, I, I love them. Because it's like, <laughs> wow. Stuff like that coming I'm out embarrassed. <laughs> and I love, I love the phrasing they use a lot uh, in, in those type of apologies. Like, when you say something, like when you tell a joke, the apology is always, I can't believe, I had no right to say that, and I can't believe it, and I was wrong, and I ashamed my family. But when you actually get something wrong, the apology is, we inadvertently, you know, somehow some words got over the air. I don't know how it happened. It was a big, crazy mistake. I blacked out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I had no control over what I was saying. Who knows whose fault it is? Certainly not mine. It's weird how, like, they, they almost use reverse psychology on it. When you say something, maybe you shouldn't have said, but who really cares in the end? It's, um, I embarrassed myself and, and my family and the college basketball community. Sean Miller didn't apologize that much. He's paying off players and God yeah. knows what else. Yeah. Sean Miller didn't apologize that much. And this poor bastard. You know, we, uh, we inadvertently, <laughs> I don't know, uh, God told me to say it. Someone incepted my mind and it got out on the air. But, uh, yeah, silliness over at ESPN. A lot of silliness, really. Uh, always, all the time. Uh, we've talked about it on this program how they constantly are just moving people around. And it hasn't stopped. Uh, now, Keith Olbermann was back on, he was on PTI. Um, I think he's been on some other stuff. I, it, it's, it looks like they're gearing up to a again another Keith Oberman return. Yeah, cuz the uh, Times Square Sports Center was so good when it was on right. last. Oh, and he had that late night show. Oh, is that what that yeah, was? Yeah, is yeah, that yeah. what that was? Yeah, the yeah, Times Square Sports Sports yeah. yeah. Uh where uh, the the worst person in the world was Kirk Minahan. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like, well, Keith, maybe try and keep your job before you start criticizing other people. Uh but Keith Oberman's a guy they keep bringing back and then I saw on uh, awful announcing 
tweeted that Dan Patrick may be starting to do around the horn. And then there were rumors over the winter that the ESPN wants Dan Patrick back. Why would Dan Patrick ever go back? He's his own boss. Right. He has his own show on his own in his own studio. I and mean, Dan Patrick <laughs> is kind of a cool show. Like, yeah, I like Dan Patrick's show. A lot. I, I like Dan Patrick's show too. Like a lot. Like oh, Wheel yeah. of Punishments, an awesome idea. <laughs> like people, people kind of mock Dan Patrick. Not mocks. I, they make fun of that show because it's very, you know, stick to sports type stuff. But it's also anytime he has an interview, you know, it's not going to be hard hitting. Right. You know, he he licks players' balls a little bit, and, and you know, he doesn't. There, there's nothing ever controversial coming out of the Dan Patrick show. So I guess I get why you'd make fun of that, especially if you like the type of radio that I like. You know, Kirk and Callahan or Howard Stern or anything like that. So I get that. But it's like if you listen to it, it's just, it's it's an easy listen, yeah, <laughs> and it's, it's it's fun. Like you know, Dan Patrick kind of funny. He busts his producers' balls, all that stuff. It's fun for if you know what it is. It's a it's a good show. It's a good like. It's when better you first, when you first. It's better than anything. On. It's better than anything ESPN has right now, other than maybe PTI and obviously Thirty for Thirties. I put in a separate category. Yeah, as far as live programming. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, it's better than anything they have right now. I mean, I don't know, Ryan Rossillo? I like Ryan Rossillo, but is he? I, he's not better than Dan Patrick. Which, no, you know. I mean, Dan Patrick's the peak of like the national... Like, oh, yes, that's a good way to put it. Yeah. Of the national sports talk radio guys, I would say Dan Patrick's the best. Yeah. So why is he going to go back to ESPN? I think ESPN's honestly a sinking ship. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Dan Patrick was, like, was one of the founding, like what made ESPN what it became right. when ESPN was good. It and was they because- treated him like shit. On his way out, he's talked about that before. Yep, the mothership, <laughs> the mothership. Yeah, and it's yeah. I realize it's probably new guys there from when Dan Patrick was let go, but uh, I don't know. I, why would Dan Patrick go back? But even if he does, let's say he does, it's just another retread. Instead of saying how do we move forward into 2018, 2019, they think how do we restore what was let's 1995? Go, let's go back to the 90s. Yeah. So they just say, well, you know, let's keep move. Let's put Mike Greenberg back on Sports Center, and it's like, why? Who gives a shit? People are getting their highlights now from Twitter and Instagram and all that. That's where people get highlights now if they want to see highlights, or they just watch the games. They're not going to Sports Center for that type of stuff. Yeah. And there's a million packages where you know if you have the the MLB package, you can watch every highlight from every game in five minutes on your phone. You don't need. Sport. You don't need Michael Smith on Sports Center at six o'clock to tell you what the Lakers did eighteen hours ago. It, it just doesn't make any sense in this day and age. So why they keep trying this? Let's bring old guys. Let's maybe they'll bring. They brought Boomer back. They brought Boomer and uh, Tom Jackson back after the championship games. It's like think forward <laughs> for for the love of God. Think about what. This generation likes and will grow up liking. Or when you have pillars like that of your NFL coverage, like Chris Berman, don't force them out the door. Yeah, uh, I mean, no, I know Boomer. For, I know Boomer wasn't what he was ten years ago, but still, it's better well, than whatever they put on there now. No, no, I, I would say the opposite. I would say don't force him out the door if you have nothing to replace him with. Yeah, that's if the replacement is Sam Ponder. Yeah, it's like okay. Let Berman ride this out until Let him we, give a until fu- we find more, someone. A couple more whoops and yeah, rumbling, bumbling. So then, then, the, and then there's, and this is a, another problem I have with ESPN. Uh, like I said about Jess Mendoza a couple weeks ago, it's this idea that they they hire diversity for diversity's sake. 
uh, which is doing a disservice to whoever they hire because it's basically admitting this wasn't the most talented person for the job. It's the person uh, who will look best on a spreadsheet. Uh, And I think they are on the verge of doing that again with uh, Beth Mowens. However, I think she's better, much better at her job than Jess Mendoza. Let me say that off the bat. But it's not hard. The, mm, yeah, exactly. Uh, but the rumor is now that with Gruden gone, they are going to completely revamp Monday Night Football. Uh, and what I've seen a lot of reports of is that uh, they're going hard after Peyton Manning. I guess Fox and ESPN are both going hard after Peyton Manning. Um, and if ESPN gets him, they'd want him on Monday Night Football. And uh, the rumor to replace Sean McDonough, which is like, I don't know why you don't just keep Sean McDonough there. Sean, if, if ratings were lower, it's not because of Sean McDonough. It's because of technology. People aren't watching TV the way they were. And Monday Night Football sucked this year. And Monday Night, Monday Night Football is all, Monday Night Football is closer now to Thursday Night Football than it is Sunday Night Football. Yeah. I remember when I was a kid, like remember like the, uh, the game where Favre's dad died and he yeah. played? Oh, yeah. That era of Monday Night Football when I was a kid was unbelievable. That was, those were the primetime games. That was the best game of the week. Now it's, you know, it's Thursday Night Football just on earlier in the week. Yeah. Um, it's a crappy product. I was never motivated to watch it. There was not a, I'd watch it if it was on and I was doing nothing um, or if the Patriots are playing. Right. In that game, they, that was the game they lost to the Dolphins and I shut that one off. <laughs> right. So, yeah, yeah, right. Exactly. So... The the problem is not Sean McDonough. Why you'd replace him, I don't really know. Uh, if anything, he got some notoriety for that screechy voice thing he did at the end of the year. So keep that going. Make that a thing now. Because people will watch for that type of shit. I mean, in small, it's not going to boost your ratings 50% by any means. But, uh, you know, it's it's a funny thing that they could run with. Instead, they'll probably go with Beth Mowens. If, especially if they want Peyton Manning. Because if they hire a white guy... You've got to do something crazy on the other side. And, you know, by crazy, I mean hasn't been done before, really. Um, but I think Beth Mowens is okay. I think she's fine. But it's like, is there really a need for that? I don't know. Um, but ESPN wants to be progressive, so they'll probably hire Beth Mowens. Now, can I tell you, what do we have for time, Dan? We're almost at 40 minutes. Are we really? Yeah. I'll make this quick. What I think ESPN and every other network should do is... Go with, this has been my idea for a long time, is you have alternative broadcasts. So, for example, Nesson. I'll use Nesson as my example for Red Sox games. If you want a straightforward, basic baseball broadcast, you can watch Dave O'Brien and Steve Lyons on Nesson. And Nesson Plus, or whatever it would be, online or whatever, you could get an alternative version where it's like, you know, Kirk and Callahan. Or, you know, Portnoy and Jared Carabas or whatever, you know, whatever duo it would be. Uh, and it could alternate. It wouldn't have to be the same, you know, Bill Burr or whatever. It wouldn't have to be the same people all the time. And that would be too big. These name, The names I'm throwing out would probably be too big for Nesson, some of them anyways. But, you know, ESPN or whatever. You have an alternative broadcast, R-rated, that you can get online or whatever, you know, however that would work. Uh, and you can watch that with the game instead of the straightforward broadcast. I think if you want to bring people in, I think that's the idea these networks could be, should be going with. Look at Bar- look at what Barstool is doing. If Barstool had play-by-play uh, online of a game, it would do double whatever ESPN does for that same game. Guaranteed. Yeah, when they do the electric if you had chair. Big, if right? you had Big Cat and PFT call a game, call a Cubs game or whatever, versus... Uh, uh, who is it even now? Matt Viscursion and Jess Mendoza and A-Rod? 
Yeah. Big Cat and PFT are doing way bigger numbers. Guaranteed. Uh, so that's my idea to revolutionize broadcasting. I like it. And uh, we did over that. We did more than this week, but it's to make up. We did less last week. So you know, I'm always trying to make up to you fans and uh, make sure we. I've gotten some good uh, reviews on the iTunes page, which is up now. And you didn't write those yourself? I, I wrote them all, yes. <laughs> but they were good. When I wrote, I said, hey, good job, Mike. Those were very well, you know, no spelling errors or anything. The grammar was nice. It was yeah, yeah, exactly. Grammatically correct. So uh, go on iTunes, uh, give us a five-star rating and a positive review. Uh, if you if you can't find the iTunes page, it's easy enough. But I will tweet it out, at blindmike underscore. Dan tweets it out, uh, dwaddy93. And at wei will tweet it out. And go to wei.com for this and every other podcast on the network. All right, guys. See you later. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.